Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Welcome to another episode of Rotafest Detail Memoirs. I'm Jody. And I'm Rod Pusey. And as always, we are sponsored by Rotafest. And uh, just want to have a really uh, big shout out to today because we love Steven. Uh, this is really cool for us. One of the one of the vendors that, uh, you know, for PNS, the distributes for PNS and other products. And, uh, you know, we had a chance to meet Steven. So this is a really cool opportunity. We've known you for a couple of years now, but never actually had you on the show. Awesome. Thank you, guys. No, man, we're, we're really excited. In fact, I put my background in honor of you, the Golden Gate, and uh, <laughs> my, my wife's actually from the Bay Area, so we're, she, her family's from Concord, so we're back there quite mm-hmm. a bit, yeah. and our, our first date was actually Pier 39, so uh, East Bay, San Francisco's got a special place in our heart, so. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so let's let's talk about you. And uh, I know when I reached out to you, and I'm like, man, I, we'd really like to have you on because you're you're such an impactful distributor for PNS detail products, but you also are really good about you know highlighting your customers on your Instagram feed. And I'm like, you know, it'd be really good to talk about how your business got started because you've and taken over for your dad who started the business. So let's start there. Let's talk about how PNS East, East Bay got started and how you got involved in dad's business. Sure, sure. So uh, you guys all know PNS started in 1961. Uh, so my dad has a lot of history. Uh, he could probably write a book with the history that he's been through. Uh, so my dad, you know, he's an immigrant from, you know, from mainland China. Uh, came over when he, I believe he was 11. My dad's pretty old school. So he doesn't really sit you down and tell you his story. I, I just gather snippets of, you know, information from him when he talks to other customers, you know, about his, about his past. So dad's got a, a rich history. Um, but uh, to, to cut it short, he came over when he was 11, um, uh, joined the military. He was a, a U.S. Marine came out, you know, did a bunch of odd jobs. Um, and uh, he got into the automotive industry. The first foray in the automotive industry was actually uh, pressing white walls onto tires at the dealership. You know, the cars that didn't come with the white walls from the factory. Uh, he bought a franchise that, uh, you know, he mobile, basically mobile uh, white wall insulation. So uh, he did that for a few years, but it was a lot of work. Uh, he bumped into a gentleman who was with, um, I can't remember the company. I think it was American Auto Finishes. And the guy was, you know, watching him work and, and saw my dad's work, work ethic. And then he approached my dad and said, hey, you know, Henry, 
uh, I noticed you're, you know, you're busting your chops over here trying to get these things on the cars. Um, he said, uh, you know, it's always easier to make money with a pen than with, you know, than with, you know, all this labor. So my dad, you know, he's old school guy, you know, says, no, 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 I'm good. Right. So he, he continued doing what he was doing. And then uh, one day, I think he said he was in uh, uh, Royal Motors up in San Francisco. And that dealership, I, I guess it's a, a multi-story dealership uh, down in downtown San Francisco. And uh, he was working. He went to go see the manager and the manager gave him a list of cars uh, to go put the white walls on. And uh, he went and, you know, did the, the physical inventory, walked upstairs. And I guess back then, uh, car sales was really good. So the dealership had all the cars just packed upstairs on the third floor, you know, side to side, just, just you know, together, one <clears throat> after another. So the guy gave him a list and they're, they were all backed in there. So, you know, this was on the third floor, you know, he needed all his tools. So he had to drag his compressor. He had to drag everything upstairs plugged everything in, his heater, his, his oven, everything. In order to put the white walls on the car, you had to pull the cars out and pull the tires off. So while he was working, he plugged all his machinery in and he blew the fuse at the dealership. Ooh. So the, the manager, oh, he was pissed, right? He went upstairs, hey, what's going on up here? Blah, 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 blah. And after that day, my dad said, forget it. That's it. That was, that was the, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. So he, he talked to the guy. The guy signed him on. I think he started... I'm not quite sure, but he started, I think he started with American Auto Finishes and then uh, gradually moved into a different company. And uh, he was uh, uh, competing one-on-one -on -one with Bill Phillips at the time. So at that time, uh, PNS had just started. Uh, so Bill Phillips was still running his route and he was kind of going against my dad. But, you know, back then it's old school, you know, before social media, before all the computer stuff, you know, local companies were king because you know their distribution channels were strong. So PNS up here at the time was king and my dad was starving because the company he had, I guess just started uh, uh, up here in the Bay Area and he's having a really hard time. So week after week, he would bump into Bill, you know, servicing the same dealerships and, and Bill, I guess saw that he was, my dad was trying to get some of his accounts. So I guess at the time, uh, Bill decided that it was time for him to expand the business. So he approached my dad, offered my dad the, the franchise or the distributorship, and my dad jumped on it, you know, because PNS was doing so well. So my dad said immediately, as soon as he joined in with PNS, his sales doubled. Wow. Right? Yeah, sales doubled. And, uh, you know, 50 some odd years later, here we are, you know. <laughs> so, That's I mean, it's, it's, it's a, lot, yeah, a lot of history, you know, it's, it's a good story. All because of a fuse. All because, yeah, yeah, all because of, you know, a fuse and, you know, Ricky, the old, you know, electrical grid, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, when did you start? I mean, I know I've talked to you personally about it, but when did you start uh, hanging around the store and kind of kind of getting involved in that? Okay. So, so dad started with them in 1968. Uh, and basically, it was just a job around at the time. Um, so there's a little bit of story there, too. So PNS at the time was still out in San Francisco, um, and Dad started with a fairly big territory at the time. Um, but he had all of the pretty dense areas, so he focused mainly on the East Bay because there's a you know there's the Oakland Auto Row, there was Hayward <laughs> Auto Row, 
Uh, and basically uh, there was another auto row up in Richmond at the time. So at that time, he focused on those three areas. So uh, we had, a, uh, they, at the time, I believe they lived in Oakland at the time. Um, and then they uh, ended up moving to Hayward, which is where we're at now, and bought the house in Hayward. Uh, he had a storage facility at, I think it was 5A rent a space over here on Mission in Hayward. And uh, he would go out to PNS every Saturday and pick up the load and bring it back, put it in the storage, and then he would work the week, you know, up and down Auto Row, Oakland, Richmond. Um, and then uh, a few years later, over at the storage place, because, you know, PNS had a lot of different things back then, you know, they had yeah. paints, they had, you know, they had uh, spray paints and all that flammable stuff. And, you know, back then the chemicals were a little bit stronger. Yep. So uh, not as regulated back then, right? So my dad had all this stuff in his storage unit. One day uh, the manager walked by and, you know, a lot of times these guys don't ask what they have in the unit. So he took a peek in there, saw my dad was always there on Saturdays unloading all this stuff into the storage unit. So he goes up to my dad and says, hey, Henry, what, what, do you, what do you guys got in there? And then he notices all these flammable bone corrosive labels. And he said, Henry, you got to get all this stuff out of here. Can't have all this stuff in here. So my dad was, you know, he, he was stressing out and he said, what we're going to do. So he moved, ended up moving everything up to the house and put everything in the garage. So he worked out of the house. I don't know for how long until the neighbors started seeing him, you know, putting stuff that's not supposed to be there in the garage. So he, he got freaked out. And that, at that time, I think it was around 1980. So uh, I was uh, about five going into kindergarten. And then my mom told my dad say, hey, the kids are going to school. I don't want to be at home anymore. I want to get a job. So uh, my dad started thinking and said, well, you know, we just got kicked out of the storage place. We can't put the stuff here at the house. So why don't we find a place somewhere downtown where we can store it as, as storage, right? So that's when they uh, got this place here where we're at now. Um, it's right here on A Street. It's a small little building, uh, very unassuming. Um, and what it originally started was, was just for storage of the chemicals. And they put a little office here for my mom to do the paperwork. So my dad said, instead of getting a job, why don't you, you know, we'll set up a little mm -hmm. office for you and then you can do all the paperwork for the business. So my mom said, okay. And then uh, they said, okay, well, since we're going to have a place here, why don't we put a little retail counter here, you know, and we'll, you know, service customers when they come in. Now, remember my mom is, you know, she's from Hong Kong. So she doesn't speak much English at that time. Um, so mm -hmm. it was a big risk you know, for them to set up a counter here and, and have her service customers, but they did it anyway. My dad went out, serviced the, the accounts all day and my mom stayed here at the office and did all the paperwork. And every once in a while, a customer would trickle in and broken English and all, she would service these customers. <laughs> so that started in 1980. Uh, you know, we went through school, me and my sister, I have a, I have a sister who's one year older than me. Uh, PNS, the business basically you know, supported us and put both of us through college. Uh, and I've been in and out of the shop, you know, all those years. I used to ride around with my dad in the truck, you know, during the summers, I'd go out with him and, and you know, and, and hang out and, and call on customers with them. So I've always been kind of involved in the business. Uh, I, I actually, even during high school, uh, I think junior and senior year, I actually worked over at the warehouse too. My dad got me a job over at the warehouse. So I knew all the guys in there, you know, I swept the floors, I dumped the garbage. Back then we were still breaking up boxes, you know, and, and, and all that stuff. So 
anyway, I graduated out of college and uh, went and worked out in uh, Silicon Valley for a couple of years. And then my dad approached me and said, hey, you know, the business is here. <clears throat> if you want to try it out, now's the time because I'm, I'm about ready to hang it up. So, you know, I weighed my options. Uh, it was 2000, year 2000, you know, it was the, the dot-com crash, the, you know, the, the, the 2000 dot-com crash. Right. So things weren't, weren't looking that rosy. I was working <laughs> for KLA 10 core as a, as a contract base. Um, and uh, at the time my dad offered me, he said, come check it out. You know, see, the one thing with my folks is they never pressured me or my sister to take over the business. They always left it as an option for us. So I did the two years in, in Silicon Valley, contract based. I was a project coordinator for KLA 10 core on a contract basis. And um, when my dad offered, I actually got an offer from KLA 10 core to go on full, full time, you know, as a permanent employee. So I had to weigh my options. Um, I decided to give it a go. So I came in uh, year 2000, I think it was, uh, I can't remember what month it was. Yeah, but I started working here. Uh, my dad took me out on the route. I rode around with him for two months. I think it was about two months and then that was it. And then he put me in the truck on my own and I've been doing it ever since. They retired in 2012. Uh, I transitioned into the uh, the role here at the shop. I hired Jason. You guys met Jason. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, when we went to FEMA. Uh, I, I hired Jason in 2012. Uh, he started with us in June, right on my mom's birthday. Uh, my parents retired in September, and me and Jason has been running the business ever since. Awesome. Yeah, so that's a story with us here. <clears throat> that, that is just so phenomenal. It's like, one, you know, to think about your dad's immigrant background and to come over and just sheer tenacity, will, commitment, dedication to his family, go, you know what, I'm going to do whatever it takes to build something, right? And yeah. Then, yeah. then to give you the option, you know, because I think a lot of times dads build up a business and they're like, all right, kids, it's your turn. And <laughs> the kids may not even want to do what you did dad. And so right. to have yeah. him come to you and say, look, I've built this. I'd love you to take it over. You don't have to, cause I see that you've been building a career and to have that side by side decision. And I think a lot of times we, you know, looking back, you know, at my own life, it's like, I look at some of the decisions I made and it's like, there's not necessarily a better decision. There's just a decision that needs to be made. Right. right and right. I agree. Mm -hmm. And so taking that leap and going, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try out dad's business and see if there's a fit. And I think it, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe it was a little easier for you just because you had so much history <laughs> growing up as a right. kid that that yeah. really helped that decision. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, my, my parents are, you know, they're, they're pretty cool, you know, and they, they never really, I know deep down, they, my dad probably wanted me to take over, you know, but he always left it as an option. He never really put any pressure on me to take over, yeah. you know, they, you know, they, they, like I said, man, we're, we're a traditional Asian family, you know, so four-year college was, you know, that was a must, you know, we had to go to the four-year college, that, that wasn't an option, right, <laughs> so I, I did that, and, you know, I think they, they saw the value of it and they allowed me to, you know, to go and pursue a career, 
you know so even even through high school you know my parents never really forced me and said hey you need to come down here and, and put in some hours here you know to, to earn your your keep it's just a very traditional asian family it's all about education and trying to get the kids to go to school so yeah. well you know. and i think that that's um there's a lot of families that are like that it's just that it's not as strong of a um, cultural norm if you will i mean jody and i both are very much of the the same kind of mentality that we want our kids to do better than we did and we're right. open about it but there's a lot of people that feel that way it's just that they don't come at it with that 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 openness i guess is what i would say so right on right. the business side because you've been in it <clears throat> in and around it so long i think you have a very unique perspective looking at how the last several years of the amazon era and how has that affected and how have you had to change your business? Because I think that that perspective helps a lot of the younger up and coming guys and gals that are trying to do what you do. But, but what if, how have you seen that change the industry and what have you done to change your business? So, yeah, I mean, uh, the e-commerce the e has, I'm sure has, a, has had a big effect, um, but it, it's all about reaching out and, and, and marketing. You know, from what I've seen, you know, I'm so, so grateful to be part of PNS. Um, they're, what they've done in the past five to seven years is just phenomenal. I mean, they've, they've gotten, you know, from just a local company. I mean, now they're worldwide. I mean, I'm not to, not to say that they weren't worldwide before, right. but it's just the, you know, the, the, the branding has been phenomenal. You know, they, they've done so good you know, with Rennie and, and the team that they have assembled in the past, I mean, include, even including you guys, you know, they brought you guys in and, and, you know, you guys, I'm sure you guys did some consulting work for them and, and it, it's just great what they've done. It's just all about the marketing. Um, what I do here um, is just customer service here at the counter, you know, yep. you know, it's, there, there's, there's a certain subset of people who don't like to buy stuff online. You know, a lot of the older generation people, they don't, there, there's also, yeah, there's also a lot of the young guys who, you know, who, who don't want to wait, mm -hmm. you know, they don't want to wait, even though, you know, Amazon is, is so fast and so quick, you know, but a lot of the guys, man, they just want to come in and, and get their hands on stuff. And, you know, here at the shop, it's all about customer service. Yeah, it's actually it's, uh, yesterday. Um, <clears throat> it's very ironic that I saw this yesterday, but yesterday, I think it was CNET. Uh, it's a big online review shop. They actually did top 10 detailing products right? and, and uh, bead makers on the top 10 in their list. <clears throat> and they did a big write up on it and why it was so good and everything. Um, but it was that what you were saying about PNS and their marketing and, and it, it's, it is phenomenal what they've done and to, to watch, uh, to be around um, Bob and Dave and Keith and the PNS guys and just see how open they are to stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think people understand how approachable they are as a company and as a, as a group of people. I mean, um, you know, we, we've gone, we've had really, really been lucky to be able to have a personal relationship with all those guys. And, and it's been phenomenal. I mean, you can talk to anybody can talk to Dave and he'll tell them, you know, chemical properties and components and why one works better than the other and how they test it and everything. And I think that's really unique because nowadays we don't get that. We get a review, you know, in a corner of somebody that says it works really well, you know, and, and right. with these guys, you could actually call them on the phone and, and talk to them. And so that was uh, the response for things has been amazing. When we did 
in RotoFS when we made it where you can order products right through the, the software. And we were actually testing it with Keith and we sent a, a, uh, a test PO to PNS to, to order products. And the guy called us immediately to confirm the order. I mean, it was yeah. like, we had never done this. It was like the first time we'd sent a PO, he gets this email from this system called RoadFS to order a product and he's on the phone. So you wanted to order two cases. This day. I mean, it was like, it's like he'd been doing it his whole life. So just right. the openness and the willingness to do new things, I think is, is it, that is to me, is a real testament to that company. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, man, I'm so, I'm so <laughs> grateful to be part of it. Um, I think they, they really embraced the industry. Um, so that, that really brought, you know, brought them up to the, you know, up to the forefront. Um, I mean, a, a lot of companies, I mean, they're, they're not really, I can't, you know, I can't speak for others, but they're, they're not really for industry. They're, they're more selfish, you know, they're more profit driven. They're not really, you know, there to help the industry. And yeah. PNS, <clears throat> you know, like I said, five to seven years is, you know, it's all about the industry, you know, yeah. so it's done, it's done, it's done great. Well, and well and I think part of that is opening up and bringing Keith on mm -hmm. uh, for Bob and Dave to see that Keith um, and Keith's all about the industry. I mean, that's what yeah. he does. He's had multiple businesses, but but he's all about the industry and just talking to him. You know, if you sit with him in an evening and have a, you know, a, a, a two hour conversation, it, it's not about, you know, what Keith is trying to gain in his personal life. Right. It's all about the industry and how he can raise the industry up and everything. And I think that was a really smart partnership that they did there because, I mean, that's he's done that forever with the IDA and with his personal stuff. He just he just loves the industry and wants to raise everybody yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, there's I, a couple of things that I thought about as I'm listening to you. I mean, one, Bob Phillips is a phenomenal marketer. Right. I mean, he's really been very strategic about the brand and the message and about lifting up the detail industry but i think a lot of times we talk customer service but it's not really part of our dna and i'm picturing your mom and dad and your mom especially when she comes into the office you have this little storefront because my my mother-in-law is filipino first generation uh -huh. here so i can picture the broken english and just the real heart to serve and to work through not only the communication, but learning an industry, right? And so I, I'm just picturing the power of that and people becoming very endeared to your parents. And yep. so they come into this unassuming place, but they're treated like the most valuable customer at that moment and past that, right? And that builds a business that lasts for years and now into generations. And so I think that's really important is that we, we as business owners make sure that we're not just talking customer service, that it actually is part of our DNA. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, we've been here, you know, for so long, uh, they've been retired since 2012 and every day, everybody somebody will come in and they still remember the folks you know oh, yeah. and, you know and and they give them accolades you know oh your dad man he's the nicest guy you know your mom was the you know was the mom's the you know mom's a hammer here you know mom was the hammer you know <laughs> and you know and everybody knew you know knows that mom was a firecracker you know but yeah even to this day even out on the route you know dad's name is 
he's built a really, really strong reputation here, you know? And, and I can see how, I mean, just, I mean, I've never met your father or your mother, but meeting you and, and Jason, it was one of those things where you guys were so, like you said, unassuming and um, just, I don't know the best way to say that. There's so many people that are so aggressive and cocky and in your face and look at me, look at me, look at me. And I think that's a culture that the industry has built up that I see a place where I see why people do it. Um, but I also, we're, Jody and I, and we've never been that way in our business. It's like, take care of your customers, give them what they want. And, and I see that in you guys as well. Is it just kind of that unassuming, we're here to help you out. What do you need? You know, I can see somebody coming in there and if they had a problem, you know, trying to figure out the problem with them. And, and I think for me personally, I just think that's a better way of doing it is just not being that, that in your face, aggressive, uh, kind of pro wrestler attitude that I see a lot of people in the industry have. And, and if it works for them, that's great. I'm not, I'm not bashing anybody's personality. And some of those people have done very, very well for themselves, but I just, I, it, it's such much more of a comfortable place to be and just the, let me help you. Let me take care of you. And, and, and we'll all work through this together. It's kind of a partnership, right? It's not, it's not a customer and an owner relationship. It's more of just a partnership. You're supplying something to somebody so that they can do their job. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, that's how we operate here. Um, I always tell Jason, we're not a high pressure sales place. You know, I even tell that to the customers, you know, the customers come in, you know, we're, we're here to help, you know, we're, we're here to make sure that they understand what they're buying. Um, uh, make sure they understand, you know, how to use the chemicals. We've, we've get, we get everything from, you know, professional detailers coming through here to, you know, do it yourselfers, you know, enthusiasts, we, we have a lot of people who want to start a business, you know, and it's not just about the products either. You know, you, you build rapport with the customers when you, when you genuinely care and, and try to help them get their business started, you know, because that's their main focus in life when they come in here is they, they want to get something successful going. And I think that's, that's how we get a lot of the repeat customers is, you know, it's just not, it's not just about selling them the chemicals, you know, we give them advice on, on, you know, pricing and, and, you know, and, and marketing and, and, you know, everything that kind of encompasses, you know, starting a, a mobile detail business. I'm not to say that we know everything. Um, and I always tell customers this, you know, they come in here, they'll learn the basics, but as they keep coming in here, we actually turn the tables and we start learning more from them than they learn from us. Yeah. You know, I, it's interesting because <clears throat> similar to what you are we see so many companies that are doing the same thing <clears throat> and and we've started i mean we we just naturally kind of flow into that is that when we see somebody that's <clears throat> starting a detailing business and they're using our software and they have questions we're like you know we're more than willing to say look we have hundreds of people that are doing this and and this is what we see them do and this is what we see them do that's successful mm -hmm. and and you maybe try this or try this and you end up being uh, more of a consultant and uh, just kind of a, a sounding board, if you will, almost mentoring them. And, and it, it, it's, it seemed weird at the beginning to us, you know, that we weren't, we weren't detailers. I mean, we're around it. We do a lot of detailing and, and stuff, but not, yeah. you know, not for, not for money. And it, it always, it always, it's always funny when Jody and I get a phone call and somebody wants us to detail a car and we're like, we, we don't do that. And I'm like, but I see all the videos and I see all, and I'm like, I know we, we don't do it for a living, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that aspect, we're, we're, we're in the same boat, you know, because I don't, I, you know, I'm not a professional detailer either, you know, but I've been around it. And just like you guys, we've got, you know, tons of customers that come in here. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, the, the past few years, social media has made it more um, like an industry focus, you mm -hmm. know, as opposed to, you know, it, it's broadened the, brought in the vision of most, most of the guys that come in here, you know, whereas before, before social media, before, you know, all the, the high tech stuff, everybody's just kind of focused in their little bubble. You know, even I was just kind of focused on my little bubble, you know, and now with, you know, with, uh, with social media, it, it's broadened everything. It's brought everything right to your, right to your screen front where, you know, you can see so many different things, you know, right. and uh, I think it, it's valuable to, to, to realize that, you know, it, it makes you humble, you know, because there, there's other companies out there doing just as well, you know. Right. Yep. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. They're doing just we'll as well. Deal with competition, and and yeah. you know, there's two ways to deal with it. Jody's Jody always talks. We we talk a lot. We spend more time together with each other usually than we do with our wives. But, um, you know, he's always talking about competition. Is you just have to step up and and you know play your own game. And it is interesting because you can learn a lot from your competition. You can learn a lot from what they're doing, what you see them being successful. You can also fall down that rabbit hole and just start chasing them and doing like, you know, we see it all the time with the detailers, start bashing your competition and that gets you nowhere. I mean, that's, you know, nobody wants to buy a product from somebody that's bashing somebody else. You gotta, you gotta be neutral on that kind of stuff. And, and you can, it can elevate you too. I mean, I know that having competition helps us to elevate our game, you know, it puts a little pressure on you in a positive direction, so you get something out the door, and that's that's not a bad thing at all. Yeah, no, I, not not at all. I'm a big believer that the only true competition is yourself, and a lot of times we trip up on our own weaknesses. We also can trip on our own strengths, right? We can become cocky and proud, and and think that everything's smooth when we need to be, you know, making micro adjustments. So looking at, you know, looking at your business and looking at, you know, your customers, you know, kind of in these final moments, what are some key things that you think are really, really important for small business owners to help them be successful in building their business? Uh, I think with, with a small business and you guys already know this, um, especially a, a business like mine, uh, it's, it's about consistency, um, being consistent, um, being available, you know, and it, at times it, it's tough, you know, because it's, you know, one of my customers told me, you know, having a small business and he was right, you know, it's like having, you know, golden handcuffs, right? Make a good living, you know, but, you know, you have to be here, you know, in order to succeed, you've, you've got to be here. You got to be consistent. You know, you got to be here when the customers need you. You know, they're, they're expecting you to be open certain hours. You just got to be here for those certain hours. Um, customer service, you know, that's my biggest thing here is customer service. Um, always a smile on my face when the customers come in. Um, I'm always attentive. Um, I let customers talk before, before I, I make any suggestions. You know, you got to be attentive. You know, you got to make sure you understand what the customer wants before you start pulling stuff off the shelf. Um, uh, other than that, you know, it's just, yeah, just, just persevere, you know, uh, especially the, the past year, it's been kind of crazy, um, you know, to say the least, you know, with everything that's going on, you know, it just seems like it's been one thing after another, but, you know, pretty much you just 
customer service and, and being consistent. Yep. So how do yeah. how do people find you? Uh, so we've got the Instagram page, you know, we're, we're pretty old school around here. You know, we've been here for so long, you know, and that's how, how we've, you know, kind of, kind of been, um, I don't really do any advertising, you know, I'm not a, a paid subscriber to Yelp or, or anything like that. You know, um, we're just local, man. People, people know us, you know, you can find us on, on Google, you know, we're on Yelp, even though they got our address over at, uh, at, uh, at headquarters, you know, but you go over to headquarters, they're going to send you over here if you're in my territory, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, and the Instagram page is doing well. Um, you know, like I said, PNS's marketing has been great. You know, I get a lot of people coming in that, that watch uh, Matt Mormon, Obsessed Garage, you know, yeah. <laughs> they come over yeah. here and they say, hey, man, I saw the product, you know, and they'll, they'll look us up and they'll come in, you know? Yep. That's, that's awesome. Yeah that's, 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 yeah, that's about it, guys. We're pretty simple around here. If well, you guys saw the fun of this place. <laughs> sometimes simple is the best uh, secret weapon. So, well, thank you so much for taking some time. I know you got to get running to open the store. We just truly appreciate appreciate you. And uh, guys, check him out on Instagram. It's at PS Detail Products East Bay. And I'm sure if you go Google psdetailproducts.com, they'll have a locator and they can hook you right to his location there in Hayward. So I'm yeah, hey, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big believer I'm of uh, I'm a big believer of uh, uh, supporting your local distributor. So if you're uh, not in my territory, look up your local distributor before you contact me because yep. PNS is great Jeez. people. Uh, they find the best people. All the distributors are great. So yeah, make sure you guys support your local distributor. Yep, yeah, that's absolutely. Great. Very good well, point. thank you so much, Stephen. <clears throat> Brad, did you have something and wrap up? Uh, just everybody, make sure you watch the next couple of weeks. Jody and I have some huge announcements coming. Um, a massive year-long thing that is going to start happening here in the next two weeks that is going to really benefit people. Uh, so tune in, subscribe to our channel. Um, it is huge. It is, it is very, very big. We've been working on this for a long time. So um, check us out and, and subscribe and keep watching the, the show because we are going to be doing a bunch of stuff and unveiling a bunch of stuff in the next couple of months. It's 2020 has given us the opportunity to redo and to build and to do all kinds of fun stuff. So yeah, October 1st is going to be a big day. I'll just say that October 1st, Thursday, October yep. 1st. This is going to be a big day. You're not going to want to miss it. So make sure you subscribe. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, thank you, Stephen. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the opportunity. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, well, thank you. And everybody that's tuning in, please thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to like, subscribe, and uh, check us out on YouTube. I'll also be turning this into the podcast. So we're trying to give you as many ways to uh, hear the show as possible because we have awesome guests like Stephen Chen. So thank you so much. And we will check you same time, same bat channel just next week. Yep. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye.